0: back to Turf Talk odds on buzz edition Vance Preakness week is here a couple different discussion topics going on on the blog one uh, buzz or lack thereof with an undefeated derby winner and a piece you wrote about odds on derby winners going into the Preakness we'll touch on the first thing first I have noticed uh, a lack of buzz relative to the success of Nyquist American Pharaoh hangover, maybe. John Scheinman wrote a piece on our blog talking about how Pimlico opened later than usual. I think it's a mix of the two, but I definitely think this is an off year in terms of excitement.
1: I agree with that. Uh, American Pharaoh was a juvenile champion last year, just like Nyquist, Nyquist was. Nyquist wins the Kentucky Derby undefeated, but yet we're not hearing that buzz going into Baltimore. Yeah, I, obviously, I think a lot of it has to do with American Pharaoh breaking the 37 year streak of triple crown uh, the triple crown drought you know the the national media always concentrated is this the horse that's going to break this drought we've we're one year removed from American Pharaoh breaking that drought and there just doesn't seem to be that kind of buzz among the national media or the public at large
0: yeah i agree and you know it's too bad because this horse is incredible i mean to be undefeated champion uh, one other thing I'll throw into the mix that, that I haven't seen mentioned too much. We saw it a little bit before the Derby in terms of the strength of the field, but last year when American Pharaoh won, it was Valley is. Is this the best Derby field since '97, since '89, and on and on? We definitely did not get that this year. And while maybe this year's group doesn't have a Dortmund firing line frosted, etc., I do think Exaggerator is a very good horse, potentially a great one down the road. Uh, I do think some other horses fired their best shot. Nyquist is just that much better. Uh, to me, it is too bad there's no buzz, but uh, I think John and, and Action Andy were onto something too with Pimlico opening later. It just sort of feels like, oh, now it's Pimlico. Normally, we have a few-week buildup, and you just kind of ease into, hey, there's racing in Baltimore. There's more excitement.
1: Yeah, by this time normally Pimlico would have been running six weeks, and they would have already generated a lot of enthusiasm in their community. Now it's just kind of coming up really uh, all of a sudden, you know, right? One week after opening, uh, getting back, I, I mentioned to you earlier today that you know American Pharaoh was trained by Bob Baffert, who was a very long-standing veteran of these Triple Crown uh, quests in years past and not that Doug O'Neill has less charisma or personality than Bob Baffert But maybe Bob Baffert was a major selling point last year with American Pharaoh, not so much uh, Doug O'Neill this year with Nyquist. It's a possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great the horse went early That was a plus uh, knowing Mike Gath again as well as I did. He talked about that 2012 year and how great it was but again a lot of the even local media probably, well we saw the Triple Crown winner last year, we can catch this one up later in the week, what have you. Uh, another wrinkle, more about the full cards of Pimlico, another thing you and I talked about though, the, the stakes-laden races, Pimlico Special used to be the week before kind of sandwiched, uh, bet- not kind of, it was sandwiched between the Derby and Preakness and Action Andy mentioned to John how that big race sort of in the middle, uh, introduced connections to local media, whereas now they have to wait till everyone gets there on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, that's part of it too. I understand the move to the big days. It's clearly worked at a lot of places. I do wonder though if Pimlico is the right place for it just because of the way horses are trained now. If you're running at Churchill and or Belmont, those same horses with very rare exception are not running at Pimlico pre weekend.
1: Yeah and a lot of this has to do with purse money. Churchill and Belmont can afford to throw these big pots at these major purses. Pimlico's purses are a lot less. They're less attractive. They don't have the, uh, the grade uh, quality standard races. Uh, I've, I've always kind of argued that you know instead of trying to keep up with the Joneses in Louisville and New York Pimlico should probably just kind of cut down on their stakes options on the weekend, you know, concentrate on their historical races like the Black Eyed Susan, the Preakness, the Gallaret, the Dixie, kind of make those really major races. And a lot of the times you hear local horsemen around the country say, hey, we don't like these. Uh, this amount of purse money going to out-of-towners shipping right. in. You know, make for Friday and Saturday Preakness weekend at least Concentrate half of those cards maybe on the local horsemen, run lots of overnight races, maiden in allowances, incorporate the local uh, racing community into these two big days, you'd still generate a lot of handle on these kind of races, right. I imagine, and you wouldn't face the prospect of uh, you know some of these stakes races coming up lower in quality. Uh, compared to the, some of the competition in other states.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of locals, we will get to see Ben's cat on Friday, so certainly a, a local regional hero in that uh, regard. And always fun uh, for me to try to bet against him because he's such a fan favorite, but uh, he's, he's had the measure of me the last few years, but uh, a big name on Friday for sure. Uh, and, of course, the biggest name on Saturday will be Nyquist. And you had a a great piece looking at some of the odds on losers, uh, at Pimlico. It's pretty rare, rare still for an undefeated, uh, not undefeated Derby winner to lose. It's only happened once and under extraordinary circumstances, really history is on Nyquist's side.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's only been five horses to win the Kentucky Derby and then lose it as an odds on favorite at Pimlico in the last 50 years. Uh, Barbaro obviously. No one could have foreseen that tragic incident. Throw him away out and uh, you have Riva Ridge, Swale, Fusayichi, Pegasus, and Orb as the only ones to uh, go down for various reasons that I addressed in my blog today on TwinSpires.com.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link below. Uh, What do you think Nyquist is on Saturday?
1: Uh, He'll be odds on, but I don't think he's going to be really too low. You know, I I would say four to five Mm -hmm. would probably be a good, good good price
0: on him. yeah, I I think three or four to five for sure, probably more toward four to five. Although I never thought he was gonna be two to one in the Derby. I mean I that that legitimately surprised me. I was one hundred percent wrong. There is no spin to it. It wasn't, oh this horse took less money than I thought. I mean he took the money. Maybe it'll be three to five people or believers, but yeah, I mean odds on for sure, but certainly not big brown territory. Yeah,
1: I was completely wrong on the Kentucky Derby. Not only was I surprised at the two to one final price, but I was even surprised at the morning line odds. I think they were three to one. I was expecting maybe four to one, yeah. when the two <laughs> when the morning line came out after the Wednesday draw. So I was completely wrong about that. I've been wrong pretty much the whole way about Nyquist <clears> right now, but... He does look like a very special horse who's going to get the job done on Saturday uh, unless something strange happens like a pace duel. something. Sure.
0: All right. Well, we'll definitely talk about that uh, later this week. Have James Scully in Baltimore, so check out his videos live from uh, Pimlico, and I'll join Vance later in this week. We'll give some picks as well on an analysis of the field. Until then, this has been Turf Talk.